The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. Yes, this is the Mr. Nelson Show, right? episode 238. I believe that's true. Yes, 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 it is. Well, right, uh, later on, I'll play my review of the Captain Marvel movie. Yes, I oh, you saw, saw it. it. I've already posted the review online on my video channel. Please check out my YouTube channel and subscribe. I'd really like it if you did. Plus, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Why don't you yeah. do that, too? That, Get that over there and do it. It sure does. So, yeah, I, I saw the movie. And Why I, I got to do, do a follow-up on it, too, at some point. I think I'll call it Captain Marvel The Aftermath. Yes. And where Don't does the bother. MCU go from here? It's go- the Boy, it doesn't it. look good. But uh, Captain good Marvel movie. made its money. Sure did, but that, yeah, right. That's not too surprising. I would have thought it would. Uh, it's got the the steamroller of Marvel, which is just mm-hmm. enormously successful. Even though some of the films were not that great, including what? the first two Avengers movies. I think Infinity oh, War is the best they've done They're with the film. Avengers, even though that was more like an MCU movie rather than just the Avengers. Uh, yeah, probably the best Avengers whatever. movie was Captain America: Civil War. Uh, but the the first two, the, just I'm sorry, I just don't think they were that great. Oh my I didn't God. care for Guardians of the Galaxy. I did like oh. the second one better. Uh, I didn't like Spider Man. Oh um, my God! Then uh, a lot of people hated Iron Man three. It didn't bother me that much. I had a good time with it, but I can see the problems in it. I didn't see that. And uh, but uh, Captain Marvel, what just bland and boring. oh no, it, it was off not pretty good. It almost looks like, well, we might have something here. And I thought that that would be the sad thing about it, that it might actually be a good movie, if not just okay, which it kind of was okay, and then the last half just fizzles. You get a cool light show and everything, but the performances and the story and just bleh. Uh-huh. And uh, when you're a Marvel fan like me, you know the full story. And there's been some uh, abandonment. Of Marvel Universe stuff. The Kree Scroll Roar. What? <laughs> Kree Scroll War. Oh my God, you can't even uh, say. It's not depicted here. It's not even a war. It's just genocide on the Kree's part. And what? I guess it's supposed to be some veiled statement on how evil the United States is and going after terrorism. Oh, Because God. that's what the Kree called the Scrolls. No. So. Uh, but well, we gotta get another preaching the there. Uh, the gender swapping of Marvel, absolutely unnecessary. Feige even necessary. admitted that they were uh, right up at the last minute looking to cast a man for the role. Oh my God. And then the co director, that's right, the co director, <laughs> Anna Bowden said, what? Hey, why don't we make it a woman? And they, wow. they all had to say, Yeah, that's brilliant. Why? Damn what right. is the purpose? Oh, that's right. Because if you had had it uh, be a man, then that means, even though it's just a dumb accident, that this puts too much of a connection that uh, Carol Danvers got her powers from a man. Oh, yeah, you can't have that. But she really didn't. Like I said, it was a dumb accident. She tried to destroy the Lightspeed engine, and she had she ended up absorbing its power. Oh, know. God. Uh, 
<laughs> so the, but but it's just the misandry, which is oh, what please. current feminism is. It's misandry no, it's with a little bit of misogyny sprinkled in. And I shouldn't have to spell this out because every time they do one of these scenarios and stories where they set it up to where a woman or a female character uh, uh, has it has to be shown to be great at the expense of all male, male characters, meaning the male characters have to be diminished. They're either evil or they're just stupid mm-hmm. morons. And she rises to the fits. occasion because everyone else is bad and stupid. Yeah. Do I have to spoon feed that to you? Oh, stop that it. That's really an insult to women. What? Yeah, that's the conclusion they get here. But these people aren't that bright. Oh, my God. Uh, the crews that do the special effects and the music and the costuming and, and the actors even when they perform their roles are pretty good. But, boy, the supposed ethic of these films is pretty bad. But that's where it is. And if this is the, the, the template they're going forward with, and Captain Marvel made its money, so they'll figure they'll go. Now, there's you break it down and you look at it. Apparently, uh, Disney uh, had more theaters uh, put out Captain Marvel worldwide uh-huh. than they had for other Marvel movies. So uh-huh. everybody in the planet just about <laughs> had a chance to see Captain Marvel. The only reason you didn't is because you didn't want to. That's right. So like me. this maximized the availability and possibility of ticket sales, and it worked. And so worldwide, it was you know over $400 million brought in on the weekend, uh, which... Now, depending on what the expenses were, what was the expenses in the uh, the promotional budget, and what was the expenses in this? I don't know what it cost them to get get all the theaters possible they could grab to uh, debut the movie. So, so production wise, they made their money back, but can they make it? Doesn't do they need to go further than that? I don't know. I don't know what the expenses are. So, uh, can it break a billion? I don't know. Because the drop-off already began to happen by Sunday, and that was overseas. Usually, these movies can be saved by the overseas budget, especially China. Now, if China is losing interest already, that's not too good. It's going to drop off. And, and there were some comparisons to Batman versus Superman, which came out big on its opening weekend and then just evaporated. And this might be the same for Captain Marvel. We'll have to wait and see next weekend. But another interesting note was that Aquaman did so phenomenally well, even though no one really saw it coming. Uh, but in comparison, more women went to see Aquaman than they did to Captain Marvel. All the talk that it's all misogyny and uh, the reason why people didn't want to see Captain Marvel, which is utterly untrue. What? Just go through the list of female-led superhero or action well, movies, and there's well. tons of them, and they've been mostly successful with men. And well. uh, Wonder Woman, of course, was a smash hit, and nobody criticized it. Uh, because it was a woman uh, lead or anything like that, and men didn't boycott the film. So this whole premise is absolutely false, and demonstrably so. So that really. Uh, but more women went to. Why did so many women go? Because uh, to Aquaman. Well, look at Jason Momoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and so, and this idea that all women are in this misandrous mindset is also not true. So the people thinking that there's this vast uh, misandrous audience out there among women, it's just not true. It hasn't been true for Ghostbusters. That was 2016. They're still pushing this template and it just isn't there. 
So surprisingly enough, hey, guess again, male Marvel, Marvel film fans went to see this movie and saved it. Oh. And so that's just the numbers, you know, and that's just the way it is. Now, oh boy, well, how could this happen? How did DC trump Marvel in the female audience again? Well, Jason Momoa. Yeah, that one was. <laughs> I yeah. mean, look at the, the romance novel barking and what that's always been. Jason yeah. Momoa would fit on those covers, you know? Yeah. That's where Fabio made his name. That's that guy, that you know, the muscle bound, long haired guy. Uh, it'd be interesting to go back and look at what the, the Thor numbers that. were with just, women. There are probably more women the, the watching those, which the Thor designs. movies were considered some of the weakest yep. of the MCU uh, uh, product. And so, this is but right. there's Chris Hemsworth. So, boy, he can sell a movie to a woman. <laughs> it's just the way it is. That These guys are the eye candy for women. Oh, and they that. like to watch them on adventures and stuff like that. But for the most part, the action and superhero movie genre is predominantly uh, male. Uh, the, the audience and uh, the comedies and romantic comedies and dramas tend to are go for they have a more those films the audience is dominated by women. Oh, uh, no. The action adventure just was never there are women fans of these movies, but they pale in comparison to their male counterparts, and that's just the way it's always been. Uh, that's the nature of humanity. We could change. And you have to live in the real world at some point no. or you're going to start losing money and it's going to drag well, down the franchises money. unnessarily. There was no reason for Annette Bening to be cast as Marvel. Oh my None. God. It's just done out of this spite. You it's just got clearly there. And this was part of the thing that insulted the audience and damn near ruined the film. Now the film's got other problems. It's got that. It's got things wasted on that crap and lines and scenes that push you out of the film, which is always a big no-no. Didn't push me out. And so that drags things down, but they never really had a complete full-on good story for this one. And it's kind of like, why did you even bother? And it's so shoehorned in and slapped on. I think they should have scrapped it and... get a better writer on there, come up with a more better story and introduce Captain Marvel in their next phase of Marvel movies. After they've completed this first one, where all the major stars, their contracts are up. They're leaving. There's not going to be any more Captain America and Iron Man and Thor movies. It doesn't look like it. Huh. So you go forward, but to just slap on this character and declare her the new Captain America when she didn't earn it is just taking your audience for granted, which is the biggest sin here. On the part of Marvel and Mr. Feige. Oh, please. I just don't understand where you no, think you you're don't. going with this. But I think it's because you've gotten a little inflated in the head now. Oh, Understandably, no. but yeah. Well, yeah. So, but this movie is nowhere near uh, what The Last Jedi did to Star Wars. It, it, it won't do that. Movie. So, it. it if they put her all over the place in Endgame, like she's the Mary Sue that's going to save everybody, then, oh, God, oh so boy, that. that could be a Last Jedi <laughs> scenario. The Last Jedi's big mistake is the destruction of Luke Skywalker. What? There's really not much here. Some, would, I'm sure, would point at what they did to Nick Fury in the film, and they basically reduce him to a clown in this film. Oh, my God. In a stupid scenario, but they thought was silly and funny about how he loses his eye. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was silly. <laughs> stupid. Uh, but, so, yeah, that's the kind of thing that could anger people and uh, upset them. But, 
We'll see how, how this goes. We'll see the money rolling, just like it did this weekend. No, boom, boom. Well, if left it like that, that's all you need to know. I ain't never watching that piece of crap. Oh, Red. Meanwhile, yeah, well, Hollywood's got another true. little scandal on its hands. Uh, apparently, some famous actresses were part of this uh, scandal that involved 50 people that have been charged in uh, being involved in a scheme to bribe colleges and testing officials uh-huh. to smooth over the pathway for their children to gain admission. College is a scam. Uh, yes. Uh, in some cases, uh, to the point that they were paying them to list their kids as athletes when they weren't. So uh, the schools targeted well, involved uh, Yale, Stanford, UCLA, Georgetown, and the University of Southern California. Oh, good schools. Now, most notably of the people involved concerned Felicity Huffman, <gasps> Desperate Housewives, oh, no. and Lori Laughlin. Oh, that's Full too House. bad. Yes, She's uh, cute. Laughlin and her husband allegedly spent $500,000 in bribes to get their two daughters designated recruits. For the USC crew team, the two daughters were then admitted on that basis. Huffman allegedly paid $15,000 as a faux well, charitable donation to the Key Worldwide Foundation Good so her daughter could be admitted to a top college. The money actually Gee. went toward paying a third party to correct her daughter's SAT scores, oh boosting my God. it from 1420 from 400 points lower on her practice Jeez. SAT that year earlier. Oh, now why would they want to do this? They're they're wealthy and everything, but boy, they really want that prestige, don't they? And uh, and they don't want their kids flunking out or anything. Well, yeah, well, uh, all this is is about the uh, reputation and supposed uh, social status well, yeah, that but- uh, being from a top-notch school gets you. Whether you were good at it or not, no one cares. They don't care about your merit. They just oh. care about the name. Oh, my God. And obviously, their kids are too stupid to get in on their own anyway. Makes oh you wonder God. who else has been involved in this. Yeah, and how long has it been going on? You know it's been going on for a well, long no, time. Don't. Probably a good number of our supposed politicians are involved in this sort of thing yeah, as well. College ain't nothing but a lie now. Oh my it God. lies to you. It lies to everyone else. No, and it lies no, on no. how the students do well. Don't put your money in them indoctrination no, cult no, outfits. No. They ain't nothing but a bastion of lies. You better chance going to trade school and learn how to drive a truck or fix an air conditioner. This is a Nelson News Bulletin. A couple had sex in rear of police squad car. Hello, I'm Mr. Nelson. A Florida cop has been disciplined for allowing a couple under arrest to smoke, kiss, cuddle, and engage in sexual activity while they were in the rear of a police cruiser. In July, Officer Doug McNeil of the Fort Pierce Police Department arrested Zachary Molendick, 23, and Krista Lee, 24, for allegedly stealing jewelry and a baby toy from a Walmart. Molendick was also charged with trespass since Walmart security had previously ordered him to stay away from the store. McNeil initially handcuffed Lee behind her back, but later moved her handcuffs from the rear to front to allow her to smoke a cigarette while standing outside the patrol car. 
Mullen Dick, who was using crutches, was not handcuffed by McNeil. Lee and Mullen Dick were subsequently placed in the rear of McNeil's squad car, which the officer drove to the county jail. As recorded on a police cam, the suspects cuddled and kissed en route to the St. Lucie County lockup. At one point, Barry White's Can't Get Enough of Your Love, Babe played on the car's radio. When the police vehicle arrived at the jail's Sally Port, McNeil allowed Lee and Mullen Dick to smoke a cigarette inside the car. Mullen Dick, whose hands were free, had a cigarette tucked behind his ear and a lighter in his pants pocket. After enjoying a smoke, the couple then engaged in sexual contact. An internal affairs report noted that due to Lee and Mullen Dick's body posture and arm movements, it is apparent Mullen Dick and Lee are sexually pleasuring each other with their hands. Investigators did not base that conclusion solely on footage recorded in the cruiser. During questioning by an internal affairs detective, Lee said that Mullen Dick fingered her while she gave him a hand job. Mullen Dick told the investigator that he got her off and she got me off. While McNeil said he saw nothing wrong with the couple kissing and cuddling in the car, he claimed not to have seen any sexual activity. A female cop who watched the arrestees while the cop car was in the sally port declared, I think they're making babies back there. McNeil was suspended without pay for 20 days due to his violation of multiple police policies. The internal affairs report was released last week. At the same time, Mullen Dick was being released from the county jail, where he spent about seven months following his conviction for theft and trespass. On February 14th, Lee was convicted of misdemeanor theft. Well, I guess they can also be found guilty of love with Officer McNeil as an accessory. This has been a Nelson News Bulletin. like the sound of my voice? Yes, you know you do, and you want to hear it in the best way possible. So why not get yourself some headphones and accessories from Tweaked Audio? Key features include eight colors and styles, mic'd and non-mic'd versions, designed to sound great for music and talk. Noise-reducing design with a lifetime warranty. So head over to tweakedaudio.com and use discount code Mr. Nelson at checkout for 33% off and free worldwide shipping. That's Mr. Nelson. M-R-N-A-I-L-S-I-N. It's not case-sensitive, but it is all one word. That's tweakedaudio.com. Sometimes... I feel fat and unattractive. But then I go shop at Walmart where the average customer is at least 400 pounds. And I'm nowhere near in that ballpark, so I feel great. (laughs) Thank you, Walmart. Yes, Walmart, where you can simply look around and feel better about yourself. Unless, of course, you're regular. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Uh, 
And now it's time for the adventures of the world's greatest superheroes, the ASS American Super Society. On a lonely country road, we find veterinarian Bubba Suds, who is, in reality, superhero the Flea, fastest bug man alive. Oh, oh man, man. Carl went dead. dead. Just as soon as that weird blue haze appeared. Hey, looks like it's coming from that farmhouse. I'd better find out what's going on. And in a blink of an eye, what was once veterinarian Bubba Suds becomes the flea fastest bug man alive. Garbed in his black and red tights. As a result of coming in contact with fleas that had fed upon a mutant dog. Sometimes, Sometimes the day the I, treated I treated that strange, strange dog, dog I feel like, like left like me cursed. cursed. But then, then again, again these, these powers can be a blessing, blessing thanks, thanks to all the good I've done. Now to make use of these powers so I can creep around this property and spy on the individuals living within this glowing blue house through the window. And as the flea, fastest bug man alive, approaches an open window... Hey... That man and girl, they both have green hair. Obviously, they're alien beings from another world. I'd better put a stop to whatever it is they're doing. And with that, the flea, fastest bug man alive, leaps through the window and appears before the startled girl and man in the blink of an eye. Oh no, father! It's one of Mesmerado's hunters! He's famous! No, no, Saran Wrap. This man is of the earth. I can read his thoughts. Read my thoughts? Holy cow! Then I guess you are alien invaders! We're not invaders. We're fugitive from an extra-dimensional world known as Caviar. Caviar? Yes, that's right. You see, I'm Dr. Cellophane, and my daughter here is Saran Wrap, and we are fugitives from Caviar that's been taken over by a cruel, three-eyed tyrant known as Mesmerado. We came here in the hopes that we could develop a weapon against his weapons. And I believe we have, as you have experienced its effects on your vehicle. So that's what that blue glow was about. Blue glow? Uh, oh, no, that was just a TV set. Yes, hopefully our weapon can defeat the weapons of Mesmerado and allow the people to rise up and overthrow his evil rule. Well, I've only just met you, and you're obviously aliens from another dimension, but gosh darn it, you seem nice enough to me, so I think... Me and my friends ought to help you out. Your friends? Yeah, I'm a member of the American Super Society. We're a team of super-powered superheroes to bring justice to the world. And, hey, why not bring justice to another world, too? And with that, the flea, fastest bug man alive, activates his ASS, American Super Society, signal device, calling on the other members to regroup at the Hall of Superdom, headquarters for the ASS, the American Super Society. Okay, he'll be there any minute now. Might as well pack your crap and let's head oh, over no, there. Oh, father! What's happening to me? Oh, no, Sarandrow! No! What happened? Damn it! What was Esmerado that? Esmerado somehow teleported her away. Oh, man! But, oh, no! Now he's attempting to teleport me as well! Not on my watch! Suddenly, the flea, fastest bug man alive, grabs Dr. Cellophane in his arms and, taking his equipment as well... Races away from the house and out of sight of the teleport beam. It's no use, Flea. 
Sooner or later, Mesmerado will find me. Don't give up hope yet, Dr. Cellophane. We've got to at least try. And I think I know the perfect place for you to hide. And where's that? In the men's room of this rest stop. Just get into that stall right there and make sure you stay standing in a plastic bag. No one will bother you there. And here, you can put your device on the toilet and work on it. In the meantime, I'm going to regroup with my teammates in the ASS and formulate a plan on how to rescue your daughter. And soon, the flea, fastest bugman alive, streaks across the nation heading to the Hall of Superdome. And there, he finds his teammates of the ASS, the American Super Society, all sitting around in their places at the meeting table, but seemingly in a trance. And sitting at the center of the table, a strange purple three-eyed alien creature. What the hell? Who are you? Hey, come on in there, boy. What? My name's Mesmerado. Can oh, no. you are. I've been waiting on you, boy. What? How do you know my name? <laughs> Don't be so stupid, boy. Obviously, like them other idiots you done met from caviar, I can read minds, too. And hell, I can take them over. My mesmerizing powers have taken over your old team, but for some reason, I guess on account of your speed powers, your brain kind of vibrates on a different frequency. I'm unable to take you over. And also, I kidnapped that cellophane's daughter, and I read her mind, got all the info I needed about you, boy. I headed over here to put an end to your little plans to overthrow my ass. Now it's your ass. And if you want your friends to survive, you're going to tell me where you stashed that asshole, Dr. Cellophane. Oh, man. Well, if I tell you where he is, you won't you won't hurt it, will that you? That ain't no concern of yours, boy. Now you hurry up and tell me where he is, and I'll punch the coordinates here in my teleport travel device. Unseen by Mesmerado or the flea, fastest bug man alive, is the president of the American Super Society fan club, Snapper Jones, who is, in reality, Captain Timely, hidden just beyond the doorway into the meeting room. Oh, man, looks, looks like, like the flea's in trouble. Now's my chance as Captain Timely to make good and save the whole ASS. And with that... Snapper Jones gives utterance to the magical word that transforms him into the superhero, Captain Timely. Mighty Glycon! What the hell's Captain Timely? ASS go, you purple bastard! What the hell are you? Hold on there, Captain Timely! Light show you just did triggered my teleport device. I can't predict where it's going. Oh, no! Oh, hell. They've all been teleported to God knows where. Hell, don't that just poop the bed. Oh, no, doesn't it poop the bed indeed? Where have the members of the ASS been teleported to? Well, you'll just have to tune in next time to find out in the next exciting adventure of the ASS, the American Super Society. The ASS, the American Super Society, is a Nelson production. All characters are written and performed by me, Douglas Nelson. Music is provided by Kevin McLeod and other public domain sources. (laughs) 
You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Cut it off. 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 Go on. Cut it off. Hashtag cut it off. We at Gillette Razorblades want you to know that masculinity combined with heterosexuality is a toxic mental disorder. Stand with Gillette and support hashtag cut it off and purchase your Gillette razor blades today. Hooey! Where could I get a shirt like that? <laughs> oh, you need only look at the Mr. Nelson stores and shops. Stores and shops? You mean there's more than one? That's right. You see, you can go to the Mr. Nelson store at Zazzle.com where there's all sorts of hats and shirts and sweaters and other good things like that with all kinds of Nelson art. And of course, the Mr. Nelson show logo. Or you can head over to Society6 for the other Mr. Nelson store where there again, more articles and apparel and other nice little things with Nelson art all over them. And last but not least, you can head to the Teespring store, the Mr. Nelson shop, where, yes, you guessed it, more Nelson shirts and mugs and stickers and other great cool things of Nelson art all there for you. So, of course, the choice is yours. The stores are many. So look up Mr. Nelson stores at Mr. Nelson shop at Society6Zazzle.com and Teespring.com Oh man, I can't wait! <laughs> yeah, well don't. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com Okay, I went and saw that goddamn movie. Um, it's a long story about how this came about. It wasn't my idea, <laughs> but it, yeah, so, gee, was it worth the trouble? No. No, it was not. Uh, I'd heard other reviews, and they seemed to be pretty spot on. Basically, the uh, movie starts out not bad. It actually, I'm like, uh-oh, this might actually be good. <laughs> you know? Which I suspected that it might be uh, good or just an okay movie. Um, it's just the rollout of it and the, the sexist bigotry that they were promoting. And, uh, of course, the idiot star. And all that compounded with it. And then the manipulations with Rotten Tomatoes, all of that nonsense and these lying uh, media sites and whatnot. For this, for this very uh, lackluster movie. So, yes, uh, it starts off pretty good. And then it just falls apart and fizzles. Uh, and did it do any damage to the MCU overall? I mean, like in comparisons, could this be the last Jedi of the MCU? Uh, not quite. Uh, there's some amount of damage to characters. I mean, the main thing about Last Jedi was the total destruction of Luke Skywalker. 
uh, which that movie did. It's not quite that, nowhere near that level here. You've got Nick Fury, who's basically a clown in this movie. Uh, by now, look, I'm going to just drop spoilers. It's all going to be out of sequence. I'm not really giving a full on review of it. Uh, like, uh, but, uh, Nick Fury, they, they tell the story of how he lost his eye. Uh, a cat that isn't really a cat, uh, scratches him and it gets infected and he loses his eye. Tee hee, tee hee, subverted your expectations. Boom. Yeah. It's silly. Ha 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's just one uh, one thing here. So, so he's there to be a bit of a clown and kind of silly, holding the cat while the women uh, do the fighting and stuff like that. Uh, is this constant template of in order for the women to be promoted and look good, the men all have to be uh, brought down and stupid, which is a ginormous insult to women. <laughs> It's just, they keep doing this. Uh, and that's within the comics and everything, too. It's, I don't think it's anywhere near as bad as Kelly Sue DeConnick's Captain Marvel, uh, which is now what? In its seventh reboot now? I mean, it, it, it was a complete failure. And uh, Carol Danvers died five years ago. She's gone. <laughs> this isn't Carol Danvers at all. Uh, of course, the gender swapping. Uh, one wonders that all the rumors is, hey, is Jude Law playing Marvel? And says that would make sense. That would that what a cl- clever way of uh of paying homage to the original story and kind of weaving it in. Now none of that. Marvel is a woman. Annette Benning is Marvel. <laughs> well, she had his haircut, so there's that. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, and of course, the real enemy, the villains are not the Skrulls. The Skrulls are actually innocent refugee victims, and I guess the Kree are Nazis. So there's that. And somehow, some way, uh, Carol Danvers, uh, in her Kree name of, 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 of uh, Veers or Verse, um, never caught on to this that they're on the verge of committing genocide against the Skrulls. And uh, the the rest of her Star Force team, they all knew what the mission really was, but not not Carol. So she's kind of an idiot. <laughs> uh, so anyway, the the story it kind of takes place uh, starts off in the middle. I mean, a lot of stuff has already happened, so you got to backtrack to how did she get there and all this sort of stuff. And it appears she was uh, assigned to a Project Pegasus, which is a top secret project, to uh, work on a light speed engine. And wow, boy, that's something. How did they get that far? Well, the scientist working on it uh, was called Dr. Larson. She's actually Marvell, and she's uh, secretly a Cree. And of course, she was developing this technology uh, in order to help the Skrulls escape the evil Cree Empire. And uh, this is utilizing Project Pegasus to make this happen. And Bree was one of the test pilots to work on this. And they get attacked uh, by a Cree uh, soldier or agent, what have you. And they crash, and uh, the agent kills Dr. Lawson. And in order to prevent him from getting her technology, Bree, I mean, <laughs> Bree, Carol shoots at the uh, cra- aircraft and it explodes. And this is what gives her her superpowers. Now, in a roundabout way, that's similar to the actual 
story where there was a fight because the 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 Cree soldier who shoots them down is Yon Rog uh, Jude Law's character. So uh, uh, the original Captain Marvel, Marvel the man, uh, was fighting with Yon Rog, and in the process of this, there's an explosion, and his DNA is somehow managed to mingle with Carol, and that's how she gets her Ms. Marvel powers, and she becomes Ms. Marvel. That was her name. That was her identity. That was her story. It's all been stripped away in the name of third wave feminism, which is nothing but sexist bigotry. Uh, misandry, if you will, with a little misogyny sprinkled throughout. Yes. Uh, well, so they had to gender swap Marvel because we can't have their, their feminist heroine uh, get her powers uh, through a man, uh, even though it was just kind of a dumb accident. But uh, they still had to do that. Why? It just because men are bad. They're bad, and that's that. Or they're just really stupid, which is the only saving grade. You can be evil or stupid. Those were your options. <laughs> uh, overall, I, I I would have expected more of the feminist crap, but it but it's there. I mean, the the plot's there, the the structure of it is all there, and so she's overcoming the patriarchy. Men were always holding her back. And then there's plenty there's a scene where it just throws you right out of the movie where there's a guy who literally asks her to smile. Oh god, I mean, I kind of wonder if they went back and shot that to, to tack that on. I don't know. But anyway, so the first half is is okay is is getting her to earth and all that. Although that's an interesting thing too because there's a an attack on some scrolls that they that she's a part of. They go and she gets uh, kidnapped by the scrolls and they're probing her mind for information. Uh, and then suddenly they're over earth. I it I, it seemed to suggest that the scrolls didn't have the technology to travel great distances. But my guess is. They did that they have access to these jump gates, but that the light speed technology was something different so that you wouldn't need the jump gates. You could just your own ship could make the the, the trip. You know, I I don't know. They, they didn't bother to be clear on that. <laughs> so, uh, so she crashes on Earth and uh, then the whole thing begins. She encounters Nick Fury and Coulson and... Uh, that sort of there's scenes where Coulson, I mean uh, Fury, just finds her in a bar that she goes to, and she has memories that she had been there before, and all this sort of thing. Um, no explanation of how he managed to do that. So he had a lead of someone who stole a motorcycle. Well, that that doesn't really explain it. Uh, so she's gaining memories of yeah, she was his test pilot and all that, and then eventually, little by little, she finds information out they find information he meets her she's this alien woman who shoots beams out of her hands and then suddenly he decides to take her to see project pegasus which is at this like area 51 base and it just yeah come on let's go <laughs> uh, you know this is after he's encountered a scroll uh colson is impersonated by a scroll uh, who ends up dying in a car crash with fury and so they got the body, but uh-oh, Talos, the main leader of the Scrolls, has already infiltrated Shield, and so on and so forth. And they have a little chase, Scooby-Doo chase in the uh, secret base and all that, but they still find the information she needs that reveals who Marvel was and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, the cat, uh, which is actually an alien. Uh, was hanging around, and I thought, oh, the cat was actually Marvel's cat, and the cat is still there at this base. And no one seems to realize that the cat's an alien. And I, I kept expecting the cat was going to suddenly turn into Marvel. That was her disguise. 
<laughs> she had figured out how the scrolls do it. Um, I don't know, but uh, no, the cat's just a pet and uh, swallows up the Terrasect, uh, the Terrasect, or the Cosmic Cube. I mean, why do they got to call it that? A Tesseract, that's what it is. Um, and so uh, I guess this is the same one that the skull had and then uh, Howard Stark finds it and then they had it and but they they retcon that whole story which that does damage to the continuity of the, the MCU about the reasons that um, Fury had that and all that sort of thing. Well, Fury lies all the time and so there you go. You don't have to you know no. That's lazy. And the original story is better. It makes so much more sense. And, uh, and it's just a lot of dumb, silly stuff. And it's just make it silly and then it's acceptable. And no, it isn't. You, you don't even care about your own narrative. You're too busy pushing this crap. And she's so shoehorned in. It just doesn't work. It, it, they should have just held off on the character and, and, and weaved her in through their new next phase. And that's another thing. The next phase is supposed to be more cosmic stories and all that. The Kree Scroll War was one of the big foundations of the Marvel comic story, uh, when it comes to outer space and all that. It's just the Kree and the Scrolls are just helpless little refugees. They're not bad guys. And so there goes all the potential Fantastic Four stories, I suppose. Now it was 20 years ago. Maybe the things have changed, but that the whole thing was a battle or war between two empires. You know, not one empire and the other is just some poor ethnicity that's put upon by this evil empire. That that wasn't it at all. So things really double down on the stupid with the with the songs. I, I mean, she she gets captured again, and they they connect her to the supreme intelligence, which takes the form of Marvel, because this face means something to uh, Carol and all that. So now now all the secrets out and everything. And they start playing Nirvana, Come As You Are, uh, and the Marvel character kind of dances to it. It's really, it's so stupid. And then, uh, but the problem here is, is they had already established that uh, Carol uh, was taken by the Kree in 1989. Yeah, it, it, the Come As You Are song, what was that, 92? And so that doesn't work. She wouldn't even know the song. And said, well, maybe she heard it on the radio while she was on Earth briefly, and it got stuck in there. I no, no, she didn't. <laughs> it's so it, it, it just hey, let's get some Nirvana in there. That's nineties, and that's it. And then of course the 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 big final battle, well, the second to final battle with uh, the the Star Force. Uh, they got to play, you know, no doubt. And I'm just a girl. And it just, oh God, it's so, so on the nose. It's so bad. It's so cheap. And so they just, it's, yeah, the, the movie's crap by the, <laughs> and then again, does damage to the continuity. And for what, you know, to shoehorn this character in, um, this again comes to one of these one of those uh, fan theories that oh it'll be revealed that she was trapped in one of the uh, Infinity Stones and she'll be uh, freed and then they'll have this new ally in the battle against Thanos and all that. Yeah, that probably would have been a lot better. But uh, gee, where's she been for the past twenty years? Well, she's looking to find a home for the Skrulls. That's that's what she's doing, <laughs> and so she fixes up uh, Nick Fury's uh, pager, and that's the signal device he used at the end of Infinity War, 
And she says, whenever there's an emergency, you call me and I'll come help. And, uh, uh, boy, how many uh, disasters has the Earth suffered in all the other movies? (laughs) He never used it. (laughs) It just makes no sense whatsoever. So lazy. And it's just terrible. Do you need to see it? I don't think so. It just the bad news is is that the end credit scene shows that she's uh, there. The, the Avengers are, are they've got Nick Fury's uh, pager and they're trying to figure out where the signal's going and what was he trying to do with it and blah blah blah. And then boom, suddenly there's Captain Marvel. She's there. Where's Fury? And it oh god, it just she has no presence whatsoever this was badly mis uh miscast and um like i said the open she's she's not bad as it opens and then it's like she's just bored to death to be there and kind of phoning it in and she just and she just doesn't have the presence that uh she doesn't even have the presence that evangeline lily has you know <laughs> she just doesn't work you know i mean it just it should have been someone else, but still, even with a better actress, uh, the the big problems of the movie is not even Brie Larson's fault. Uh, certainly, the rollout and her stupid idiot comments are, are her fault. Uh, it does damage to it, but because uh, the, the movie needed all the help it could get, uh, and that didn't help it. Um, but just the plot holes and uh, the, the damage to Nick Fury and stuff like that, just for what? Just to shoehorn her in there. It was all utterly unnecessary. Unless, of course, you're deep in the Kool-Aid on this Missandra's cult. <laughs> then uh, everything else is, is uh, secondary to that. So I guess that's what it was. <sighs> so, so uh, it, it, sure, it could have been worse, but that doesn't really help much. It really doesn't. And uh, the fact that it does do some amount of damage to MCU continuity is part of the unforgivable nature of it um and it's just more of this uh, bizarre preaching that we get from these really sexist bigoted people and i i, I don't know where it's going to end and according to comments from feige we're going to see more of it and i guess uh, he said we're going to have more female uh, uh movies and whatnot uh, so i i guess he's going to gender swap some more characters i don't know i get when they get the x-men in there's more more of the more popular female characters from marvel are are part of x-men so but uh but look what they did to spider-man so i don't know <laughs> i don't know uh I, i'm not gonna give it stars of any sort i i just this whole thing has just been a a really awful experience and uh the a lot of these uh, uh sites uh, uh critic sites and whatnot have just damaged themselves terribly by lying about this lying about the hey they review bombed it they weren't review bombing it they were answering a yes or no question do you want to see it they answered no that's all it was but this is a an alt-right russian bot scandal whatever good lord um and it was all for this The views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they'll be promptly ignored and or blocked.
And I think I know the perfect place for you to hide. And where's that? In the men's room of this rest stop. Just get into that stall right there and make sure you stay standing in a plastic bag. No one will bother you there. And here, you can put your device on the toilet and work on it. 